Hello everyone and happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Dee Dee. I am so glad that you're joining me this week because for our celebrity news this week, we're actually going to be talking about Love is Blind. Um, and if you haven't seen Love is Blind, this will contain spoilers. Actually, today the last episode, the finale episode is coming out, um, but I'm not talking about the finale episode, obviously, because when I'm recording this, it hasn't come out yet, but <laughs> but I will be giving my predictions on who I think is actually going to get married and who I think won't. And maybe there's a couple that's going to pull a Gina, Giannina and Damien and not get married, but stay together and obviously eventually inevitably break up. But <laughs> But before we get to all of that, our first submission this week comes from Third Wheel. And Third Wheel says, my best friend's boyfriend sucks. He talks down to her, has very questionable views, and is very controlling. I feel bad because I'm one of the only friends she has left. If she were just some other random person, I would have left our friendship a long time ago. She can't see that he's the living worst and possibly Satan reincarnate, so she refuses to leave him. I'm getting tired of trying to hold my tongue, but also don't want to lose my best friend. What should I do? Ugh, third wheel, you're definitely sitting between a rock and a hard place. And I'm sure you know that better than anyone. But I think the thing to remember here is that your best friend is very clearly in an abusive relationship. It's clearly very toxic if he's isolated your best friend from everyone else and you're, you know, one of the only people that has still stuck around. And I think it's actually really difficult to see outside of yourself in this situation, which I totally understand 100%. You're kind of the person that's being very rational. You know, you're like, obviously he sucks. Why don't you leave? But I think it's really important to kind of reframe your perspective because when you're in that situation, you can't really see anything outside of yourself. I wouldn't be surprised if your best friend is not noticing that she's being controlled, that her boyfriend is talking down to her or that she's lost a lot of her friends. Like she may not even realize that. And the reason that I'm saying this is because I have been in that situation before. I have been in a toxic relationship and I've been in an abusive relationship. From my point of view, I just knew that I wasn't happy. The guy that I was dating was not the one. <laughs> I only realized that he was making me unhappy. Like, I only realized that his actions were making me unhappy. I didn't realize that it was actually affecting who I was as a person, like who I was as a human being, because I didn't feel isolated. I still thought that I had all of the friends that I had had before I was in the relationship, but realistically, I, you know, never talked to them and I didn't realize that. I didn't realize how horrible I felt about myself until I exited the relationship. Literally the day after I was no longer in that relationship, I was like, I caught myself saying, you know, I, oh my gosh, I hate myself. And then I looked in the mirror and I literally was like, wait, what the fuck did I just say? I know. Like, why, why have I been saying that? And I realized I literally said that I hated myself every single day. Every single day. I kid you not. My friends, they didn't tell me this until much later, but my friends were like, we literally never saw you. 
we didn't like these were my best friends too <laughs> i was just kind of in a little hole my friends were the ones that were the closest to me and could see every single day how it was really impacting me sorry i literally never talked about this um all of that is to say is that i really want you to try to exhibit as much patience as you can and I'm not saying that you should just let this guy walk all over your friend and I'm not saying you should let him talk to you any kind of way but I'm really talking about more for the sake of your friend. I think that sticking around is the best thing that you can do. You only know as much as you know. The further away from her you are, the less you're going to know and if one day she turns to you and she really needs you, oh my gosh I'm literally like hyperventilating right now. I'm not. That's that's a little dramatic but <laughs> um anything that you potentially do or say about the boyfriend that is negative could very negatively impact your friend and could also negatively impact you as well so my advice for you would be to just try to slowly if you can help your friend see the light and you know maybe an intervention needs to be staged i don't know that's not my call but eventually find some way for your friend to see the light. Guys like that really thrive off of being able to isolate people so that no one else is around them. I know it's going to be difficult, but just stick around. Do your best to protect your friend. Be there for her and love her in the way that she is not being loved right now. And that is my advice. Like I said, I know because I've been there and look at me now. I'm literally one of the baddest bitches on this planet. It gets better. Trust me. <laughs> okay. And your friend will thank you in the long run. Trust me. She'll thank you for it in the long run. And then y'all be running the world together. And it'll be great. Awesome. Sorry, third wheel, for the situation you're in right now. But trust me, you'll come out on the other side thriving, slaying, and being amazing. Okay. Thanks for writing in. Our next Dear Didi Diary Entry of the Week is from lost usually i try to pair entries with other entries that are swim or oh my gosh i can't speak they're somewhat similar but this week i was just like whatever <laughs> because i felt like both both of these topics just needed to be talked about so anyways lost writes dear dd i went to grad school to avoid making career decisions and now grad school is ending so i have to decide do you have any advice for looking at different jobs and opportunities or also just encouragement for going through the process. Thanks. Ah, this is just so sweet. As someone who has been through the process of grad school and coming out on the other side and finding a job and all of that hoopla, I will say that, trust me, it gets better. It can be so exhausting. I think that's kind of my theme for this week because these entries are not related at all, but it does get better. Obviously, it depends on what your major and your concentration is and all that good stuff, but... At the end of the day, career decisions will be made eventually and you'll feel so proud of yourself. Grad school is, it's not for everyone. And so, first of all, I just want to commend you and congratulate you on this journey and on you finishing grad school. It's coming to a close. I'm so proud of you. And then in terms of looking at different jobs and opportunities, I really would say to just tap into your network. I know that that is something that everyone kind of says, but I'm not saying it so that 
someone in your network can get you a job. I'm more so saying it so that you know that you have a support system. Everyone is leaving their jobs, but that also means that everyone is hiring. However, that is really stressful. Like, sometimes people will say that and, and say it so that they make you feel better, but it's really stressful because that means that you're competing against a lot of other people to try to get a job. I mean, there are plenty of fish in the sea, so if you don't get one job, you'll definitely get another, but still, it sucks. But what I think is probably the best piece of advice that I can give, take it one day at a time. Looking for jobs and looking for new opportunities is very stressful. I used to set um, like markers for myself. I used to be like, if I don't apply to 50 jobs today, then I'm doing something wrong. Your mind and your body will love you more if you find jobs that actually suit your skill set that you actually would want to work at and just apply to those. My tips for you would be to one, only apply to jobs that you can actually see yourself at and during the interview process ask questions that you want to legitimately know the answers to. So, um, <laughs> when I was looking for a job, I, <laughs> I applied to this company. I got through to the final round of interviews and what I had noticed, it was an all day interview too. And I, I just hate those. They're so inconsiderate. Like I don't have anything else to do. What I noticed throughout my interview process is that I had only been, I had only been interviewing with white men and the guy that would be my hiring manager, he kept saying, you know, our entire leadership board, our entire executive team is full of, you know, women of color. And I was like, that's great. Love that. However, if you're the person that's going to be my manager, you're going to be the person I report to and you are a white male. And throughout this interview process, I've only been talking to other white men. And as a black woman, I need to know that I'm not being bamboozled here and that there are actually other people of color and other black women at this job. Otherwise, I'm not taking it. So I literally said during the interview, I was like, and this was a two-on-one interview. I had just done a presentation um, to, like I said, these two white guys. They were like, do you have any um, questions? I was like, yeah, I do actually. Um, when am I going to meet the other people of color? Because I've been sitting here during three rounds of interviews and I've only talked to white men. And I need to know that I am not going to feel uncomfortable in this workspace. And they were like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 of course, blah, 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 yada, yada. But that just told me everything that I needed to know. You have to remember when you're interviewing for a job, you are interviewing the people that are interviewing you. It's not just a, oh, is this person going to be a culture fit and will they work well, blah, blah, blah. No, it's will you actually like working at the place that you're working and if you're noticing that the people that you're talking to, you're not really vibing with and they're saying some kind of questionable things or you're just not feeling comfortable, that's when you need to kiss the job goodbye and be like, you know what? I know that I'm good enough that I will find opportunities elsewhere and that this is not the best opportunity that I'm going to get. Oh, I could go on for days, honestly, because I actually do enjoy talking about the grad school process and looking for jobs in that process. Um... But I would just say, like I said, yeah, go where you're wanted and go where you feel wanted. Go where you feel valued. 
Um, and also don't be afraid to get outside of your comfort zone. The job that I have now, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have applied to it six months ago. It was outside of the scope of job that I wanted at the time, six months ago. But I'm so glad that I have it now because one, I'm making a lot of money, which is what I wanted to do in the first place. And I'm not at the bottom of the totem pole. That is something that matters to me. I'm just going to be completely honest. I didn't go to grad school for nothing, so I should be paid accordingly. But moral of the story is that when applying for jobs and when going through this job application process and, you know, closing out that chapter of grad school, remember your worth, lean on the people that you need to for support, go where you're wanted. And also ask me questions because I love talking about this. I hope that that answered your question well enough. And if it didn't, write in again. I can always talk more. <laughs> okay, so now it's time to get into some celebrity news, except this week we're not talking celebrities, we're talking Love is Blind. What I want to talk about is obviously my predictions for who I think is going to get married. I am going to do my best to... Okay, actually no, I, I love spoilers, I, I truly do love them. I don't have any okay, love is blind, like, I don't know what kind of NDA people are signing, but there are zero spoilers at all whatsoever. I can't find a thing, and I have scoured. <laughs> like, I, I've done my best, and I haven't found anything. So, first let's talk couples, and then let's talk predictions. We'll start with Nick and Danielle, because they're the most obvious choice of who shouldn't be together. <laughs> Nick and Danielle absolutely do not belong together. She needs to find a new therapist because she claims that she's in therapy for her issues, but obviously the therapy is not working. I need her to find a new therapist because she is very self-aware that she's insecure, but it's like she doesn't take action. She doesn't do anything to stop being so insecure. Um, she, she just gets on my nerves. It's like every single thing Nick says, she has a problem with it. And on the flip side, Nick doesn't know how to deal with, as we see more of their relationship, his ability to handle her emotions becomes smaller and smaller. It's like he is truly at, at his edge, like he's at his tipping point. However, I don't like, I don't like Nick. I think the way that he speaks about other women is disgusting. He is always in people's business and I'm like you need to worry about your own damn relationship okay if y'all watch this back like watch love is blind back if you're not seeing what I'm seeing he he is always talking about somebody and I'm like he's talking about oh I think this relationship's gonna fail I, I think this relationship's definitely not gonna last how about your own relationship because that that's definitely not making it so both of these people in this relationship I dislike because of that they should not be together <laughs> but obviously it's not just about me they are just a terrible couple together and in the pods I didn't get it and in real life I don't get it either so they are no Lauren and Cameron and they should stop trying to act like it but anyways yeah I don't think Nick is gonna say yes I think in the trailer for the season finale I think some people can be like oh they're just building it up but he's actually gonna say yes why would he say yes that is a death wish it's like he has been contemplating this for the entire four weeks it's like I don't think he's gonna say yes uh, if you're not sure why would you say yes 
So I think he's going to say no. So I don't think Nick and Danielle will be making it down the aisle. I don't think they're getting married. Next. (laughs) Okay. Next is, who do I want to talk about next? Maybe Ayana and Jared. (laughs) I love Ayana. I think she, my, okay, so my mom and I have been watching Love is Blind together. And my mom's favorite is Ayana. So, (laughs) and my mom's like, Jared, he better recognize what he has. And it's true. He does. He is a grown man. How old is he? I think he's maybe 31. I think. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but he's old enough. And if you're 31, you're still going out to the clubs and staying out past 3 a.m. on weeknights, three nights a week. That is problematic. And he's just a regular guy. Like, it's not like this is his career or anything. He's just regular, not in the entertainment business. Like, he is just going out and doing what with who? And don't get me started on the ex-girlfriend thing because I am not friends with any of my exes. Like, I'm just like Ayana. Once we break up, I literally never want to hear from you ever again. So the fact that he's still friends with his exes is very questionable. Um, I will say the one thing is, like, the ex that got him the, what was it, like, engraved watch holder or something, I would say that Like, if my ex got me a really nice gift, I'd probably keep it, you know? So, on that, I'll say that that's fine, I guess. But everything else, do I think they're going to get married? Uh, I don't know. I hope so. I want them to. But I also totally and completely understand Ayana not wanting to feel like Jared's second choice. And also, she's been saying, like... I am an actions person. Like she said this from the very beginning. I'm an actions person. I need to see actions. Your words don't mean anything to me. I, in order for me to trust you and believe that we're going to make it, I need to see that you're taking actionable steps to changing and becoming a man that I want to be married to, a man that I want to marry, a man that's worthy of me being married to him. And I don't know if we're ever going to see that from Jarrett. So while I want to see that from Jarrett, it might be wishful thinking. Do I think they're going to get married? Ah, I really don't know. I feel like it's a toss-up. Obviously, I I want them to get married. I want to see that change in Jarrett, and I want to believe that he's going to be an amazing husband to Ayana, but I just don't know. Also, something that's really, really stopping me from saying yes, 100%, is that I saw this pseudo spoiler that only one couple from season two gets married and I think that that couple's Natalie and Shane and so if that couple's Natalie and Shane then that means that Ayana and Jarrett do not get married so like if one couple has to get married from this season I think it's Natalie and Shane which breaks my heart because black love baby I love Ayana and Jarrett but there's no couple this season, and I think everyone can agree with this, there's no couple this season that really grabs you and pulls, tugs at the heartstrings like Lauren and Cameron. So I don't know. If if there is only one couple, it's Natalie and Shane. If there's not, if there's more than one couple, then I will say that yes, Ayana and Jarrett are going to get married, but I don't know. 
naturally moving on to Natalie and Shane. Actually, no, let's not go to Natalie and Shane first. Be because we just did Ayana and Jarrett, let's go to Mallory and Sal. Mallory, that girl does not love Sal. I'll tell you that right now. And if you guys are forgetting who this couple is, it's because they're kind of a forgettable couple. <laughs> but Mallory is the girl that was Jarrett's first choice. And Sal is the opera singer that only sings to Mallory in Spanish. <laughs> and Mallory just cries whenever he sings. I don't know, Sal, I feel like Sal's kind of fine. Like he's just kind of there. Like I don't think positively or negatively about him in any way. I think the thing with his ex-girlfriend or whoever that was was kind of weird, but I also don't really have too much of an opinion on it. I just think Mallory is kind of fake. I do. That might be bad to say, but I don't think that she actually loves Sal. I think that she is just kind of stringing him along. For what reason, I don't know, but I heard, I actually heard that there's a chance that Mallory and Shake are just actors that Love is Blind hired. So, I don't know. I don't know. But do I think, I think that Sal is going to say yes and Mallory's going to say no. Or if Mallory were the one to say yes, Sal would say no because he feels like a second choice to Jarrett. I almost forgot that boy's name. Oh, I didn't even say who's going to say yes and no. Obviously, I think Jared's going to say yes and I think Ayana's going to say no if they don't get married. <sighs> so speaking of Shake in terms of Mallory and Shake potentially being actors that Love is Blind hired, that boy needs some help. The internalized racism that he is going through. You could say the same thing about Deep Dee, but I think that Deep Dee, I don't know. I feel like she, she kind of has a redemption arc of some sort because them bonding over the fact that they only <laughs> dated white people is kind of weird. I think it would be really nice if they ended up together. However, he's got to get over the whole, I want this animalistic attraction. Like, I think that's like, calm down with that shake. He has some internal issues that he has to work on. Like, like who just asks women, will I be able to put you on my shoulders? Let's not even go there because I'm going to get angry. And then calling Deep D someone in his family, like acting like Deep D reminds him of his aunt. Like, calm that down, sir. It's not that deep. Like, she's Indian. You're Indian. She's not over here talking like, you remind me of my uncle. And the thing, the thing that really pisses me off about Shake is that from what we've seen, like, who knows what the editing, what editing could have done to change this narrative. But... From what we've seen, it looks like he's told literally every other person that he's not attracted to Deep D except Deep D. And that really annoys me. Like, if we have an issue, we have to be able to work it out together. But you going around telling the whole wide world except me is not going to help us work it out. With that said, I think that Shake is going to say yes and Deep D is going to say no. Because Deep D's like, I haven't even been feeling it from this man. Like, he obviously doesn't really want to be around me and he obviously doesn't value me fully. Like he values me as a best friend, but he doesn't value me intimately. So why would I want to be with him? So I think that Shake is going to say yes because he's going to kind of get over the whole she's like my aunt thing. And I think he's going to see more value in her being like the best person to him basically and being his best friend. But she's going to be like, nah, fuck you. 
So I think that's what's going to happen with them. <sighs> and lastly, the couple we all have been so stunned by, Shane and Natalie. I think they're going to get married. I really do. And here's why. Because I have been doing some research. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you may have seen this. But Natalie and Shane are friends on Venmo. Shane has two different Venmo accounts. One has 466 followers. The other one has 18. On both accounts, Natalie is friends with him. Why would she be friends with not just the one that has more friends, but the one with only 18 friends. Why would they be friends on Venmo if they're not together? And you could be saying they're together, but they didn't get married. But I just don't think that that's the case. I think if any couple is together but didn't get married, it would be Ayana and Jarrett. Like, Ayana and Jarrett and Natalie and Shane are the only two couples that I think in my brain are together. The couples that I want to see together, Ayana, Jarrett, Deep Deep Shake, and Natalie and Shane. But only, there would have to, like, with all three couples, like, someone needs to grow up. Like, someone just needs to mature a little bit more. Like, none of these couples are perfect by any means. So, did I miss anybody? We're, I, I can't even talk about Shayna and Kyle because if I'm a fucking vegetarian and I've been a vegetarian for, what did he say, seven years or 12 years or one of those, I don't know, and I eat meat for you and then <laughs> you run out of the vacation, you literally leave me the next day, it's immediately fuck you. Immediately, I never want to see you again. Like, <laughs> what? She's crazy. And she definitely, she and her brothers, I'm almost 100% positive that there is tape somewhere of them on January 6th because he said her brother was like, do you enjoy being an American? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, that's weird. If you guys haven't, like, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Love is Blind, I know that you're probably so confused right now, but you need to go watch it because this show uh season two has just been a lot of foolishness and i heard that season three has already been filmed or is filming in 2023 or no i think it's already been filmed and it's going to be released in 2023 but oh my god kyle he's kind of a dum-dum like i don't understand what would possess him to propose to shayna knowing that she's not even rocking with him like that and shayna is a bitch my god she is so ugly hearted anyways back to natalie and shane because i haven't even you know fully flushed out what's going to happen there with the editing natalie saying that she and shane had a huge fight the night before the wedding so editing is trying to make it look like natalie or shane is going to say no however i think they're both going to say yes and i think they're going to get married the reason that I think this is because the other day is because their Instagram stories have been lining up a little too perfectly. And I don't know if they're doing it to just like fuck around and be like, haha, like we know that you guys think that we're together, but we're actually not and we're just friends. But I don't know who would do that. <laughs> but they've been, they posted pictures of the same bar, 
Shane posted the same picture just at a different angle and then he put an emoji of a boy and a girl together. I Venmo requested Natalie and Shane. (laughs) And I was like, accept this if you get married. (laughs) I was like, accept this request. Run me my money if you get married. Natalie declined the request, but Shane did not. So... I'm gonna say that they got married. Like, and the thing that's freaking me out is I'm like, what if Natalie is trying to tell me something? You know? <laughs> what if she's trying to tell me that they didn't get married and I should just take it for what it is? But what if they did? So, anyways, those are my Love is Blind predictions. I think next week I'm gonna do a Love is Blind recap because we need to debrief and decompress after the finale episode. So. I'm excited and I also want to see which ones I got right and which ones I got wrong. I want everyone to like send me your your predictions. What what are we thinking? Yeah, that's really all I have for today. I know this episode was kind of long, but that's because we're talking about Love is Blind. When my mom and I were watching it, she was she started falling asleep and I woke her up. I was like, "Mom, you need to pay attention, okay? Like this is freaking Love is Blind. We need to know." And she was like, blind at first sight because she was thinking of the show married at first sight but then also love is blind and she was like she was like is this blind at first sight i was like oh honey go back to sleep (laughs) but anyways thanks for tuning into this episode i hope that we all find out very soon who marries who who breaks up who's still together oh also i watched this really weird interview from shana i disgusting but she was like oh yeah i talked to shane every day like i literally just talked to him yesterday but natalie like basically fuck her like she's a great girl but whatever i'm like shana you're so fake like you're fake as fuck and i honestly think that she's one of the people that just went on the show just to be famous and just to get followers but i'm like newsflash everybody hates you (laughs) so anyways whatever Thanks for listening <laughs> to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed this week's Dear Didi, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye!